Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I just think friendship is not just about like the day-to-day and, mm-hmm. you know, not just the time for childhood, but like it's a time of transition when your kids do go to college or university and you have to refine yourself. And it's a time of when you know you can do things that bring you joy and happiness outside of you know, just the schlep of motherhood. I think it's really important to not just think about motherhood in our life and that friendships transcend. I know you are doing the best that you can right now. Your relationships matter to you. You are important. And yet over time, we get stuck. We get lost or we stop showing up as our true self. We get hung up on the stories we tell ourselves, the comparisons, or feeling like we are not good enough. I'm Not Your Shrink is a podcast aimed at helping you feel connected to yourself, to others, and to live a life that is in line with what matters most to you. I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair and being a wife and mother to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you change the dialogue in your life. Let's dive in. Today, I'm talking about one of the most important relationships that we need in our life. We need this relationship to help us cope emotionally, to help us navigate motherhood and parenthood, to help us weather the storms throughout our life. And yet, at the same time, this type of relationship is often one where we don't read books for, we don't prepare for, and we just kind of muddle our way through. So today, as part of my special mini series here on the podcast, I am talking about friendship. If you're just joining me here on the podcast, welcome. And I'm so excited to be sharing this mini series with you just briefly. The reason for this mini series is because I wanted to bring forward conversations around real relationships outside of what we see on social media or what we see in the media around couples and partnerships. And for us to be able to see what are those hard moments that people struggle with? How do they get through it? And often where I'm sitting in the therapist chair, I hear from so many of my clients, both individuals and couples, things like, this must just be us. There's something defective with me. There's something wrong with me. And so many times I have found myself sitting in my therapist chair thinking, I wish you could have seen the person just before you. I wish I could connect you with another client so that you wouldn't feel so alone. Of course, that's not something I can do as a therapist. But here is what I want you to know is that we all struggle in some way. And having these conversations is so important because it helps us to feel seen and validated. And once we can do that, once we can build empathy for ourselves and others, we are also are more likely to be able to change and to bring awareness to our struggles and to then make different choices. We are also just three and a half weeks away from the release of my new book. It's called, I Didn't Sign Up For This. A couple's therapist shares real life stories of breaking patterns and finding joy in relationships 
including her own. It's available on September 12th. And so as a thank you for your pre-order, I have several bonuses available to you when you order the book to help you start having difficult conversations and to start doing some of this work. So you'll be receiving my scripts for difficult conversations, several other bonuses along the way. And I'm so excited to share with you that you'll also have a ticket to the live conversation between myself and New York Times bestselling author and psychologist, Dr. Shafali, we will be talking all about conscious relationships. So join me on the book launch. It's drtracyd.com forward slash book for more details. Let me tell you about today's guests. Kat and Nat are two moms debunking the myths, challenging the scripts, and giving women the freedom to say what's on their minds. They are hosts of the chart-topping Cat and Nat Unfiltered podcast, public speakers, TV personalities, social media leaders, best-selling authors, and all-around hilarious moms who take their humor on tour to help inspire other women to find their true selves, the self that tried daily, sometimes nailing it, and sometimes failing it. After identifying their own need to get expert advice on navigating the tricky tween and teen years, they also co-founded... The Common Parent, which is a private parenting community. They bring in many guest experts and have some great sessions available to you. Kat and Nat are honest, unfiltered, and pee your pants funny. All right, let's jump into today's session. Thank you so much to both of you for joining me here. I'm pumped for this conversation. We can't wait. All right. We're switching roles and putting you both in the hot seats. Okay. So let me tell you a little bit about what we're doing on the podcast here. My book's coming out in a few weeks and the book is all about real stories in real relationships. And I wanted to do this mini series to talk about the the realness of what happens in relationship with other people. Because oftentimes we don't talk about those everyday struggles or what it means to balance our own needs or feelings. And when I thought about one of those important relationships that we need, especially in motherhood, I really came back to that conversation around friendships. And we know that friendship keeps us healthy in terms of our mental health, in terms of our ability to to cope, in terms of our own relationships with our partner and our parenting journey, all of that. So I wanted to parachute in today to talk about your friendship and just that connection that you both have, because you've shared it so much with all of us who are on the outside watching both of you do amazing things. I know that um, you're asking us questions, but I immediately just want to know, I think that you might have some insight that when we talk about friendships and how important it is to women, and that's what we talk about all the time, are friendships as important to males as they are to like a woman and a mother? Oh, such a good question. I don't know the research on it. I think it's different though. Like it shows up differently for men. And do are your husbands close or do they have their own close? Such an interesting question because I don't know guys could define close. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think, I don't think they're like, oh, I think close is relative to whatever like, are they calling to me like, dude, it was a really rough day. Like I'm feeling overwhelmed. Like, yeah. no. Yeah. Like my wife and I, we just got into it and I'm not really sure where I stand on this. Do you mind if we like, I just bounce off this, what happened and you can just give me your advice. Like I can't never yeah. that. <laughs> like, 
for men, it feels like a lot of what it seems social. like is social sports stuff like that. that, like looking out conversation, not like, you know what I mean? Like at the yeah. rank, yeah. the game, that's how they connect rather than like, they're not sitting down and having a conversation. No. And it feels like for them when I'm, cause you know, when we were, we're talking about relationships and obviously both of us are married, when I think about um, female relationships and friendships to me and, you know, as a mom as well, it's like, it's a necessity. Yes. Yes. It's, it's like, uh, it's like this core knowing after actually you'll chuckle at this. I, I would be texting one of my best friends, long texts back and forth. We know everything that's going on in our lives. And I'm literally like, hang on, Greg, hang on. I need to text my friend before I can tell you anything. Yeah, no, but you, they time, don't get that. No, every time I hear someone say like my best friend or my like my longest friend since forever, or even like there's a there's a a, a friendship that we see online and we've met them and they met as adults, and um, it's like I I can't help but think every single time you're so lucky you're so lucky you have that because we've met so many women who like you know, they've moved or they've lost a friend or uh, often it's like moving or something happened. And I always feel, I always think like that sucks so much. Yeah. You know, you yeah. don't have what so many of us have. And in our show, we have the segment that like the best friend um, segment where you highlight a, a woman that has, has always like been, you know, your best friend or supported you or has been there in a way that no one else can, but we had to change it because we didn't want to like alienate people who are like, I actually don't have a best friend. You know, like I have someone who, you know, I really like is more like my hero. I, I look up to them or they've been there for me, but yeah. not everyone can say that they have like a best friend or a bunch of really good friends. And so I always, I always think that I'm like, how lucky you are if you have someone that you can tell, you know, that totally. you can bounce off life without judgment. Support for today's episode comes from ZocDoc. We all know there are things in life we have to compromise on, like the right way to load a dishwasher or whether those socks are going to stay on the floor for a week. Okay, in all seriousness, but when it comes to your mental health, there is no compromise. So we don't need to go back to that one therapist or one physician who didn't align with what we need just because they're available right now. We don't need to compromise on the care we need for our overall wellness. Instead, this is where ZocDoc comes in. This is a place where you can find and book hundreds of types of doctors, including therapists, psychologists, and psychiatrists. And you can find someone who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your well-being. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare hundreds of types of patient-reviewed in-network doctors, including mental health providers, and instantly book appointments with them online. You can search by location, availability, and insurance. Go to ZocDoc.com I-N-Y-S and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. If I needed this app, this is one that I would be going to. That's zocdoccom slash I-N-Y-S and get the care that you need today. Support for today's episode comes from Cozy Earth. You know I am all about caring for ourselves, especially in these busy years with our young kids. We are pulled in so many directions, but I think it's so important for us to find ways to nurture ourselves that require no additional time from us. 
I should probably let you in on one of my favorite things to do to look after me, and that is to get a good night's sleep on amazing sheets. I am beyond thrilled to bring you Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding products with an exclusive Mother's Day offer just for my listeners. We've got a code. It's SHRINK, S-H-R-I-N-K, for 35% off at CozyEarth.com. Now, I didn't believe it until I tried them, but I firmly stand by my sleep improving with the temperature regulating technology, which adapts to your body's needs. For the past year, I have not slept on any other brand of sheets. Cozy Earth uses the very best fabrics, materials, and wares, offering superior softness for you to sink into at the end of those long days. I look forward to getting into bed, and we've been loving the sheets for over a year and their sleepwear is so unbelievably soft and it's made with such great quality but the best part is that if you're worried about commitment enjoy a 100 night sleep trial and a 10-year warranty on all of your purchases head over to cozyearth.com and use promo code shrink for an exclusive 35 percent off and give the luxury she deserves with cozy earth support for today's episode comes from loop earplugs For so long after having children, I kept wondering why I was easily overwhelmed and felt like an angry mom. The noise from the kids, the dog barking, and the sounds around me from everyday life. But I now understand that I'm not an angry mom, and instead, my nervous system gets overwhelmed and overstimulated, which is why I've been turning more and more to my loop earplugs to help me stay more regulated and engaged with the family. I'm using Loop Engage to help dampen the sound around me. And these Loop earplugs allow me to still be with every beat and conversation. I still hear Greg. I can still hear the kids. I love that they are so comfortable and they come with eight silicone ear tips to ensure the right fit for you. The best part for me is that I take them everywhere with me. They are proving the test of time and not to mention they're stylish in my ears. Plus, we love the kids versions, which we've been able to take to the movies for our kids. I'm so excited that Loop Earplugs is offering you, my community, a discount so that you too can tackle that overstimulation while still being engaged with the activities and people you love. Visit loopearplugs.com and use my code loop times Dr. Tracy for 10% off your order. That's L-O-O-P-X-D-R-T-R-A-C-Y for 10% off your order. It circles back to the male piece too. I know there's so many times where I say to my husband, it'd be great if you could go get a beer with someone or or go play squat. And it's in my mind, I'm like, to talk about how hard boundary setting is with our kids, right? And it's that's not what they're doing. <laughs> not doing that. And I don't I, I think that they should have, they need to. I think that, you yeah. know, I think they'd have your beans if they did. I right. think that it would put less pressure on a marriage or a relationship mm-hmm. if they did have an outside. I think they'd be better humans. I think, I think they'd, they'd be, be better parents, better role models to their children, showing like, I can have a friend, I can have an outlet. Um, and like, we are hoping that our boys end up being the kind of boys who are, aside from everything else that we want them to be respectful and like of everything, but also to like having a male friendship who, and you feel really close. Like it's really, it's really lovely to watch when you see it, which kind of feels rare. Do you see it with your boys right now? Because they, they see you two doing it and they maybe see the girls doing it. So I'm wondering if your boys do it. There's only so like 
one boy has a girl, like my daughter. So they're like, they're very cute together. But the two boys, I see it right now. They have a really like symbiotic relationship, but I don't know what's going to happen when they get, they're only 12, 11, they're only 11. What happens when they get to the next phase and something happens in their life? Do they turn to each other mm. or do they turn to a girlfriend? Like, what do they do in those moments? Cause I'm not sure how many moments are like, like actual talking about like challenges or different, you know what I mean? I don't know. Hopefully. And we'll obviously encourage them because there's many times where they don't want to talk to us to say, go talk to the person you've known since the day you were born. We know that our daughters, um, definitely my daughter craves time with her daughter because they're, they're obviously they're in different friend groups, they're in different grades, they're in different schools. They do everything different. And there's times where they just need each other because it's a different, it's a different kind of a thing. But um, it's like, you can just be you without having to think about who you mm-hmm. are. You know, mm-hmm. there's like, you know, I was thinking recently, which is so weird, this conversation is here about like, you know, uh, when you have like the best, when you have, a, it's a best friend bubble, right? Which, you know, like everything you give them is like, I remember when I was like 21, I, I, I was like a pivotal moment. Cause I feel like when you're younger and you talk badly about people, you can easily join in, even though you're, they're your friend. Okay. So you can join in and be like, it, it's a point of connection for people because they don't know what else to talk about. Mm-hmm. It takes a moment to stand up and be like, that's my friend you're talking about. Don't, please don't talk to them. I, I really like them, you know? And when you do that, the other person's kind of like not used to it because often it's so easy to go down the path of a green or like, you know, not saying something. And I thought like, you know, that's, it's like when someone is in your world that you know, you can say anything to. And I think that's so rare because we're in a judge, we're in a judge-free world. I'm not judge-free. We're in a judged world mm-hmm. and everything you do say, even to your, from your parents, right? Like everything is judged. So I think what we see in our girls is this moment where they show up and they can be messy and tired and exhausted and not themselves. And it's okay. And I think that's really what men don't have. It's mm-hmm. like a friendship where, you know, you're not thinking about what the other one is thinking about you. And they're not, they're not thinking about what they can. They're not like, Oh, this is like, you should be doing this. Like there's that conversation is so prevalent of what someone else should be doing or they don't, you know? And I, I just think that women, when you have a, a circle that just is like, it's cool. Yeah, cool. I got you. And you know, I I do think that it takes for people who have that best friend or best friends that they can actually tell everything to. I think that sometimes for some people comes with um, like obviously friendships need to be built, but that can come with time and confidence in yourself because it's really being vulnerable. And when I'm thinking back to like all my friends that I was hanging out with, maybe when I was like, I've had a lot of friends from the same time, but everyone did their own thing. The ones I was hanging out with when I was in my early 20s, which would have been considered my best friends, I think there's still a lot of things I still didn't tell them. But like now I'm in a place where I'm more comfortable in my life. So I can just like, I can say it and be, without, okay, with and it. Being, be okay with it bouncing off of like a friend. I love that you're adding that here because in developing new adult friendships as a mother, I can remember meeting with two of my friends, showing some of that messy stuff of, oh, I did this thing with the kids and oh, that was brutal or sharing my own fears or vulnerabilities. And then afterwards replaying it over in my head. Are they going to accept me? Are they going to like me? This is so messy. I don't want to share. You know, therapists in my workspace with friends, I feel all of that too. I don't want to share this. This is too messy. Are they judging me? Will they talk behind my back? Right? It, it is this fear of what does it mean if I'm going to show up authentically? Oh, 
often you just think about when you go over to someone's house and they're like the first thing they say when you get there is, oh my gosh, my, I feel, I, I'm so embarrassed. My house is such a mess. I think to myself when they say that to me, I'm like, I, I have four kids in my house and a dog. Like, what do you, think my, standard, what do you think my standards are? Like, come on, you go with them, yeah. you know? So no, it is, it is definitely, it's a, it's a, I think it's a process and I think it's practice. Like I think friendship is practice and it, it starts, you know, building habits when they're younger and teaching them about, you know, what friendship is. I don't think we're taught what friendship is. No one really teaches you what that looks like. And I think every TV show is terrible role model of mm-hmm. how to be a friend. Especially I, with girls. Yeah. I think oh, we yeah. each other. And I think if someone steals a guy and cheats on the thing and, you know, and I just think that it's an active conversation that we have to think about and talk about. And when, when someone's like, I just don't like girls, I'm like, you know, that's, that's really unfortunate. Um, Mm -hmm. because it means you haven't had the experience that you really deserve with women. And sometimes it really about being vulnerable. And I would say that like when Kat and I first started hanging out, like we knew each other since ninth grade, but it wasn't until after we had babies that we started hanging out all the time. And it's like every, Oh, Every, every time we shared one more thing, it's like we got closer because we both said things that we kind of never said to anybody. And you kind of try it off on someone. You're like, what's the judgment there? Like, what is it? And every time we were bouncing it off, it all just worked. And then it built, built into something that was so much bigger. You're talking about something and people can't see you. So, but Kat just adjusted that. And it's like, I got you, boo. Like we're in this together. We're... Wait, I'll just, this is on video. I'm just going to, I'm just going to like, plus you don't know if I'm wearing a bra or not. So exactly. <laughs> you're talking about integrity in there as well. And this idea of like, I'm going to view you with good intentions. So if I show you my messy stuff, I'm going to believe that you're going to hold this and view me positively and hold me positively in mind. Or if I don't text you back right away, or I forgot to tell you about whatever it is, it's the sense of, we're in this together. We're not against each other, but we've got to hold each other with kindness and love and compassion. Oh, that's such a mature way of also looking at friendship. Because I'm thinking about our girls, our age, and especially like not our age, we are girls still, but like our daughters in that age group and all those things that you just said, assumptions, the assumptions and the not texting back or reading the words wrong. And that it's such a complicated time for them. And so real true, pure friendship, often does happen with maturity. Mm, I imagine you're even teaching them that because that that is the developmental brain as a teen, right? You're very egocentric. You don't know how to look outwards. Everything comes at you. And you're like, how could they say that about it's It's about me. They don't want to hang out with me. It's like, no, they don't want to hang out with you because they've got competition and sports and mom and dad. Um, how do you, I, I'm curious, how do you both show that to your kids? Because as you said, you became closer when you became mothers and then you're evolving and growing as moms. And my goodness, this work is just so hard. How do you do that? I think that it's again, like habitual, like it's things you show, you know, I get, I get so concerned because kids don't know how to talk on phones anymore. They used Mm -hmm. to hear us talk on phones, right? Mm -hmm. Like we used to pick up and be like, hi, can I speak with, they don't know how to do it. Right. They don't know how to pick it up. They don't know how to talk on the phone. Like they don't know any of those habits, but Mm -hmm. if you think about it, it's the same thing. They watch, they listen, they learn. Like no one taught us how to talk on the phone. Mm -hmm. We just watched our parents pick up the phone when someone called you say, hello, do you know how many kids pick up the phone? Like what? And you're like, Mm -hmm. pardon, excuse me. Mm -hmm. But they were never taught to say hello. 
right? Yeah. So it's like, I feel like we really overcomplicate things. And, you know, like as a, as a standard rule, like if one of my children comes home and talks negatively about someone, I'm like, you know, are they your friend? Do they come in this house? We're not doing this, right? Like, let's define the boundaries. They could have done something unkind, but like, we're not going to, um, I think it's just setting up the parameters. If you have a problem, how do you fix it? And do you go and spread negativity around the whole time because of something that you're not sure of or are sure of and address it? And then let's move on if you want this person in your life. And Mm -hmm. I think it's just really, you've got to navigate, show them and teach them. And teach them. And one other thing is like, which is a hard thing, a hard lesson to learn, but sometimes people just won't like you. Yeah. Um, And that. And that's that you sometimes you'll feel it and sometimes you'll know because they don't call you or you're not invited, Yeah. but you have to also sometimes just be okay with that and just know it could be them. It could be you. It could be, I mean, it's like, it's like any relationship, it's right? Like dogs. Yeah. You go to the park. Why do some, like, why does your dog in a fight with everybody, but not the other dog? Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. I don't like it's literally the exact same thing. Like dogs, just some dogs just do not get along. And that's the end of the story. Mm-hmm. So really is just understanding like it's, like I tell my kids all the time, like, watch our dog doesn't get along with a lot of dogs. And I'm like, see, she's a lovely person at home. They all love her, but some dogs just don't like her. And that's okay. Like yeah. we still love her. We're her people, you know? So it's this weird, like, and then we also try to get them to like, we try to like, if they, if something's going on with somebody or in a relationship, we try to sometimes get them to not like, not necessarily excuse, but if you do want to be friends with them, let's just try and look from their perspective or let's pretend it was you in this situation. Why do you think they did that? You know, and just talking it out like that. And uh, uh, just leading by example, like I, my mom I mean, had girlfriend and, like, and real girlfriend. by the way, that seeps into your marriage. That seeps into your relationship. Like relationships are relationships. So having a friendship is just another practice for your marriage. Like it really is relationships are practice for your life like relationships at work like this whole thing that one person should be your everything Mm. is wild because Mm -hmm. I don't even you would communicate one way and you would never learn anything so I you know I think it's just really is not a conversation that's talked enough about and I think well, it's like we always say, like, you celebrate your wedding anniversary, right? We don't often um, celebrate friendships. And that's, again, why why we love we love to highlight these is because friendships are can be so, so special. But there's no friend anniversary. There's no, like, you know, you don't often, like, every year, just write your friend a note, just, like, just over the past year, like, thank you, you for know, this and that. And this is, like, a, this is a note for, like, every younger girl listening. And my, one of my very good friends who I grew up with, like who was like my family from when I was in preschool, she, um, she has chosen not to have children, which is like great, like great choice for her. And, um, you know, at her parents age, it's kind of, she's like, Oh my God, my family. And then, but, but she comes to my house for family things. Right. Like, so essentially your friends can be the become your family the family as you age and as you get older in a place where your community changes because you're not going out to the club at 21 till 3 a.m so I just think friendship is not just about like the day-to-day and mm-hmm. you know not just the time for childhood but like it's a time of transition when your kids do go to college or university and you have to refine yourself and it's a time of when you know you can do things that bring you joy and happiness outside of you know, just the schlep of motherhood. I think it's really important to not just think about motherhood in our life and that friendships transcend, you know, my daughter's like, you have a lot of friends with no kids. And I'm like, yeah, I do. And I'm thankful for that, you know, as a, as a way to have um, different conversations and connections with them. 
someone that really has always resonated with us and she always, um, she really likes us is Chelsea Handler. And she is a, I just said she really likes us. Um, <laughs> we like her too. But we're like to her in one of our podcasts. We relate with each other. We relate with each other. Yes. We're like, what is it about us that, you know, that it's so relatable? We have freaking seven kids and two husbands. She doesn't have a husband. I, I don't even know if she's been married. She has doesn't doesn't want kids. And she's like, it's your friendship. And if we watch her and we talk to her, she has so many amazing girl friendships. And I feel the same way when I see two two women. It's just like, oh, it's so comforting and nice. Like Oprah and Gail and yeah. all those icons. Oh, yeah. Oh God, Tina Fey and Polar, you know, there's yes. something and everyone's so enamored that that women can get along. Like spoiler alert, lots of women get along. Mm-hmm. Like those relationships aren't unique. It's just mm-hmm. that we don't polarize them. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're talking about something so important here, which is the ability to celebrate other women. And, and right, because oftentimes we look to another woman and we say things like, oh, they're doing that. Like, I can't believe they're, and we put them down in a way and yeah. it comes from this space of envy. And instead of going inwards and saying, what am I missing? What's happening inside of me? We go outwards and put down others, right? Instead of then, and I, I remember listening to, um, I'm going to mispronounce her last name. I'm embarrassed to say that Elise Lonin, have you, uh, her book is on our best behavior and it's about the seven deadly sins that women get into one of them being envy. Um, envy, jealousy, anger, really good. She goes through all of these emotions. And it is, in essence, about the patriarchy of being held down and made small because we're women instead of lifting up. And you're just, you're giving that example of celebrating this other person beside you and being in that together. Yeah. Also, I think all those things are like judgment is the root of all of those things that you yeah. just said. Like yes. judgment. Is the root of that the feeling underneath jealousy is yeah. what you're lacking or what is your you know what are your insecurities because judgment only exists on things you care about yeah judgment totally does it judgment doesn't not, exist if you don't care if you have no interest in a person and what they're doing in their life you're not going to feel that jealousy but we always say too like if you can just shift it and be like okay so i understand that i'm feeling this way towards them Maybe I'm inspired by what, by what they're doing. Maybe what they're doing is actually pretty awesome. And may, and even if it's not something I'm going to do, like, like look at her doing that. Like, good for her. Yeah. So the other thing you're talking about, I want to really call this out, is intentionality in friendships. Do, and I'm curious if you would say yes or no. Do you feel like you have had to be more intentional with each other to develop this bond versus no, intentional with our husbands, not with each other. That's the thing you have to be intentional. You with. mean put put like like intentionally thought. put effort and thought. Yeah. Right, no. right. So I mean the anniversary comes and you're like, okay, we've got the dinner booked. We're celebrating our 10th wedding anniversary, right? It's like a go-to. It's every whatever date of the year. But with friendships, if you don't text, if you don't make the plans, if you don't check in with them, friendships dwindle like they fade. Yeah, we're lucky to be um, because we work together and because we live so close and we do so many things together. Like I totally feel that about a lot of friends. It's like, I got to do that. You know, I got to put in that time, but it doesn't need to be reminded in this one because it's just an everyday part of life. But yeah, our other friends, I think that that's the thing about like real friendship is, you know, that it's just often a season in life where you're like, sometimes it's more often than sometimes Mm -hmm. it's not. So I think it's like your capacity to write in life at that time. And then knowing, oh, like when they don't check in, not being mad that they didn't Mm -hmm. know things were going on. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's really, it's really 
to be a good friend, you have to know who you are. Like you can't mm-hmm. expect to be a good friend um, and have a good friend if, if you don't know who the hell you are. Mm-hmm. Mm. You had said something earlier that stood out for me. And I think what has been my biggest growth through motherhood, which is it's okay if not everybody likes you. And that is, I'm a people pleaser. I want others to like me. I want to be accepted by everyone. But then coming to realize, hey, you know what? It is so much more powerful that you're not going to be friends with every mom at the park, with every kid at the same age. Be exhausted. Mm. That'd be crazy. Your social life would be crazy. Oh my god, it would be exhausting. And I think you also get to a point, like once you've had kids too, that you're like, I just need to be with someone. Like, and you know, it's like you meet someone, you just immediately connect, and you just feel comfortable with them. Like, those are the people that you want to. If you're going to be making new friends, those are the people you want to put. Like, you want to put time into because it shouldn't be too hard, and it, you shouldn't feel. Like when you go to their house, you shouldn't feel like I feel shitty being here. Like I don't really like the way this feels. Right. Right. Move on. You get to choose, right? You don't have to keep choosing to put your energy to someone who's not going to feel good for you. Unless you're related to them. Well, I was just thinking, unless it's like your husband's um your best, best friend, like family yeah, yeah. or your husband's best friend's wife. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Yourself into one of those, but yeah. <laughs> What have, has your husband's response been in the sense of your friendship and connection? So long. It's been like an ever, I think that, God, I don't know where they stand now. I feel like, you know, because our kids actually take up most of the space. I would Mm -hmm. even say like from our us and from our husbands, like, I'm not even sure that there's a conflict, like there's no competition of time right now. They are the time. Mm -hmm. Like teenagehood is like no joke in terms of like, what they need. So, because before you had to tag team to get babies and toddler, like for safety, right? Like you had to kind of be, and now it's like divide and conquer. Like you're driving here, I'm driving there. They've got this appointment. Like, so, and we can't even do everything together because Mm -hmm. their activities are so much, right? Trying to keep them off drugs and (laughs) so it's like, you know, it's this crazy, I I think that this phase of life has like snuck up on us Mm -hmm. when we're like, Whoa, like but, we used to go trips and travel. Oh my gosh. And, like there's just no time. Yeah. Like, there's no time anymore. So but as far as our husbands go, like it has been a journey and they've been with us and it's been so long. In the beginning, it was just like, you know, a little bit, and then it was a little bit more, and there's a little bit more. And then we started our business, and then it was all the time. And then yeah, now it's kind of like we do like it's even like the four of us socializing, it's hard to make happen anymore right now. Right. So They've always been, they, they understand, they definitely both understand that this relationship is really important. How do you both navigate when there's disagreements between you two or something doesn't feel good? There's like, there's something always that like we, we have like, it's a weird, like one knows when something's more important than the other. Mm-hmm. Like there's no, like, there's not a lot of like, like, I'm like, you got, I don't want that. You got, there's not like a lot of, there's no, there's no place for like a lot of turmoil. I think again, that's just like you, you actively are like, not nah, fuck it. We're not conflictual people. No, like we don't look for conflict. And in terms of like what we agree or disagree with, usually the one who knows more or thinks more or feels more for that topic, that's all it is. Is like, that's, that's a great, that's a you thing. Take it. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, 
real, like literally, like if someone's texting me, I'm like, I don't, that's her, I don't care. Yeah. Can you text her that? Like it's but not. We, we've always, always kind of been that way, but I think it also take into consideration that we're running this business. We have, we're, we have a lot of people that work for us. We have seven children. It's like, we know what's important to like, to, to like put your efforts into. And so it's really easy for us to make decisions because it's like, yeah, there's so much going on. Like who can mm. sit around and like disagree for too long on something? I, yeah. I think people who go into business as friends, you know, that's super interesting because we know, mm. we don't have many people who are successful. Mm-hmm. I think they're overthinkers, and I think there's division of labor mm-hmm. and very much like a friendship. You can't have 50, 50. Mm-hmm. You have to have like, like who needs more? Like I, I've got 80 this week you got 80 next mm-hmm. week or a hundred that or 99 and I've got 1%, right? Like that's just how it has to go. You can never be like, well, I did this last week and this and this, and you didn't, mm-hmm. you know? So and that's I, really hard keeping. for, really hard for a lot of people, you know, and it's really hard for a lot of people who want to be successful too, because they want to be, they want to be equal. They want to um, reach goals and oh, people are very different and have their own like desires and reasons for doing things. Ours are very much along the same lines, but it is kind of sad to say that uh, even though we're so successful, I few, if two friends say that they're going into business because of what we've seen over the past 10 years, a lot of women start business together. I'm like, I would almost be like, and if you're not us, I don't, I don't know if it's going to work. Yeah. Cause you can't tell people how to make it work. It just has and to also, work. I like, I don't, do my, like, I don't do any money things. And I think that's very helpful because I don't look at the bank account. I don't know. Like, I don't even like, I look at nothing, but it's just because numbers literally overwhelm me. Like I feel so overwhelmed looking at them. So it, but it's so nice to know someone has them, but there's no like bottom, not like we need to, like, we need to make, like, there's no conversation around money. And I feel like money and friendship is a mm. very dangerous, mm. dangerous territories, money and any relationship to feel, to be like a very tumultuous, like, Yes. You know, um, I could be very, stealing yeah. from her and she wouldn't even know. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, you just need it more than me. <laughs> but, but, but so, so money and time though, right? And, and that feeling, if I feel like I'm putting in more time, but I'm not getting more money, right? It, it's that, but then it, I think what you're saying is there's just this ebb and flow and this understanding that we're allowed to change. We're not always going to be 50-50 because sometimes one week you have this and then I have that and you have to have that flexibility. Otherwise, oh gosh, that rigidity does not work. It's it's incredibly hard and can break a friendship. We like what we do. I don't know how many people go into business and like everything that they do. Mm-hmm. Like the, we like every facet of our business. We don't just like one, you know what I mean? So we're lucky to when it's easier with two, it's harder with two. Like, so I think it's, it really is. Um, I don't know. I, I don't, I think that every person's unique and you got to do what's right for you. But, and if everyone's like, I can't find friends, it takes a hello, like literally it takes a hello. It takes, mm-hmm. you know, taking chances and like going out with people. And I don't know. I think that it's, it really is. Um, there is someone, if, if there, if people yeah. can get married, yeah. there's someone friends friends are on 10 times easier than, yes. than like, yes, you don't even have to rela- have sex with them. No, sex and relationships are way harder. Yeah. And think of it that way. Sex and finances that you don't have to do with a new friend no. or a friend. Yeah. It's, we do. It's, it's the most bucket filling, low cost relationship mm-hmm. you could have. Like think about it, invest in it and do it. Like put, put time and effort towards it. Cause your reward is so much mm-hmm. higher than any risk you have to, there's no risk. 
There's right. no risk. Better than maybe they won't like you one day and that's okay because hopefully you had a lot of reward in the process. What do you say to that person who says, okay, I get it. You just want me to say hello, but I'm so afraid of rejection. What if they reject me? What if they don't like me? You'll never have a friend. You'll never have, you like got to put yourself out there. You might, you, you won't have friends because no one will like, no one. If you are a mom, your kids hate you and you still show up and feed them every day and love them and keep coming back to them and try to make it the best. No, it's like, listen, like if you can be a mom, you can do anything because those people hate us a lot of the time. And we are like, bulletproof. we're used to rejection, right? Like, like, you know what? Go apply to jobs you're not qualified for and get rejected and then deal with it and move on, you know? Like set yourself up for easy rejection. Mm -hmm. It's not that terrible. Oh, it's so true. We we put this so big in our minds and then we hold ourselves back and we don't get to experience the joy. That's the last generation thing though, because I feel like all the Tinder people get declined like all day and they don't get matched. <laughs> they're so you like to they're it. learning rejection so quick. Yeah. Like, not a match, not a match. Not... So I feel like they're going to be better off. Oh, that's because a good one. Hey, they... there's something good about this. Yeah, thing. I do. I feel like they're getting, they're instantly rejected. They're like, a good I point. like you. And they're like, I don't like you. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, that's, can you imagine? Yeah. Like, but, but are they, are they, are they coping though? Do they have the coping skill to deal with it? I think, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I can imagine being like, do you like me? And like, no, you're like, got it. I liked you, but now I do. And, you know? lot, and a lot of those people, like, They've, oh, so many successful relationships have come out of Tinder, yeah. which means it probably wasn't their first time. Yeah. Every time. No, we have to, we have to look into the, we got to study that one. Are they going to be better with rejection because of the, the dating, like instant rejection? And we've also had a lot of like, what makes us resilient and able to like be confident ourselves is a lot of like rejection or failures in our life. So it wasn't like the first time someone says they don't like us or, you know, the first time things don't work out. We're not supporting like, oh my gosh, all my life, everything's been perfect. Everything fell apart. It's kind of great when you have a lot of like challenges and issues and failures through your life so that you're grateful for the ones that do work out instead of focusing on the ones that don't. Yeah, that's the resilience in there that you are able to bounce back. Okay, yep, that was a hard spot. That was super hard. And look at me coming back. We don't make teens. I think mm. a kid, like, there's so much rejections in kids' lives. Yeah. And yet we as adults like, we can't talk to that person. Like, we make our kids go to school and classes they don't know and camps where they know nobody. And mm. like we're like, go make a friend. And mm-hmm. we like get we like it's like, so easy, but us adults don't do it. I'm like, we are crazy. Like the mm. kids are constantly putting themselves in situations where, you know, they have to do these crazy hard things that we would never do as adults. And that's like, as like a tip, if you, if you're trying to strike up a conversation with someone, you don't really know where to go. Again, it seems like hard to do it. People to love to talk about themselves, ask them about them. It's the best. Not only do you get some juicy information out of someone, but people, people are like, Oh, cause especially moms, no one's asked me about myself in freaking decade. Yeah. You know? Yes. Right. So be a really good listener and a good question asker. It's a, it's such a good piece of advice. And if you notice that it doesn't come back, that person move on. Yeah. Because I'm going So it's a good way to like crack it, but it you need to get yeah. it back. Mm. What what's the what's the advice? So your top piece of advice. So you you both have built this business and this solid friendship, this bubble. I see you both teaching your kids what it means to also build healthy friendships, how we toss the judgment. What would be the advice you give to other moms who are like, I don't know, I just, where do I go? Where do I start? This is so hard. 
I, you know, I think that like find what interests you first outside of your current partnership, because I think that's the first step is like finding what, you know, we did a podcast recently. I, she gave the best piece of advice, which leads to friendship to me when so many people are lost, right? Kind of lose yourself in motherhood. And like, you don't like, you're just like making sandwiches and like, you're kind of like, what am I going to do with my life? And she said, like, think about what you used to love to do when you were a kid. What did you love to do? What was that? Because you all had something you love to do, right? Or maybe it's recently go and like start there because I think that breeds like, you know, I go to a workout class and like, you see the same people. Now I don't have time for more friends at the moment, but like, but you know, I go and we, I talk and I'm like, Hey, like you begin to, you have, you build relationships based on like things and interests you're doing. So it's not just like you're walking up to someone in a coffee shop being like, mm-hmm. hi. Yeah. Right? yeah. So it's this weird thing of like immersing yourself in different situations where you're maybe doing something and friendships will come from that because you have the same people. And you obviously have something in common. Yeah. It's the same people over, like you have, you build a community which leads to friendship. And I think if you can find communities that resonate, then not only are you doing something that you are bringing back to you, you're also like probably happier and probably, you know, more sustained within every part of your life because you're doing something that is bringing you joy. And then you're also meeting people. I wouldn't say working, it brings me joy, but it makes me less, uh, thinking about, you know, and and the other thing is sometimes if, if you're like, let's say you, you can't get out there, you can actually like join communities online yes. of people that have like-minded Interest. I'm in a seaweed group to find out where this most seaweed is in the hot destination. So I don't go and talk all day about seaweed. Like if there's like, and there's thousands of people in the seaweed group. If you, cause you want a beach with no seaweed. Yeah. <laughs> so if you find a seaweed group, you're winning. Yeah, it could be anything. anything. They're there. They waiting are for you. there. And then you find out that we have a block away. You're like, let's Literally, go for coffee and talk full, about seaweed. Full relationships not happening on there. Being like, oh, I'm going there at the same time. Like, literally, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. This, just this, put yourself out there. What's your interest? Go do it for you. And, and also, I think just this piece that you both emphasize is how important our own identities are as mothers. That we need this for us and we need our children to see it for us. And then when we're doing well, the whole family is doing well. The whole system is doing well. Spoiler alert, they're all leaving. So like, don't <laughs> 18 years to like, you know. Right. That's why a lot of crises has happened is when yeah. your kids are leaving because you're like, yeah. oh my, what am I going to do now? Like you're depressed that you your life is walking out the door, but your life can just be a, a bigger and, the, and, and sometimes like the crisis is happening to you because you're sitting and you're looking around and be like, yeah. what about me now? But sometimes also, if you put your absolute everything just into the people in your house, but then they leave, they feel that pressure too. And that's hard for them as well. We don't want them to ever feel like I can't move on because I need to be there for you. Mm-hmm. Yes, that it, that's that differentiation. Like let our, we have to separate from our kids, let them be autonomous, go and grow and thrive and build your own healthy relationships. Amazing. I'm so grateful that I've had this conversation with both of you. Again, so nice to sit with you and talk all things friendship. Thank you for having us. We have seven of them that went quiet up there. I it was so loud. The dogs are gone. There's no the food must have come. I'm like, it's so quiet. Yeah. I have to put you on the spot. Are you going to be coming to Ottawa for a show? Uh 
Well, um, you know, we've done Ottawa probably one of the most amount of times. Yeah. Really? Um, it does so well. And it always sells out. So our team's like, let's go back. We're like, we can't keep going back all, all the time. But I did just get back from Ottawa. At, um, I just spent a week there. But um, I mean, I'm sure it'll come back in the rotation. We're just going to have to give it a break. And visit some We're other in North places. Bay and London. I don't know how far that is from Ottawa, but I'm not close. But I will, I'll just throw it out there. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the Canadian date. So. <laughs> Thank you to you both. Have a good rest of the day. Bye. Bye. Remember, this podcast is for educational purposes only and does not substitute for the care from a licensed mental health care provider. See you next week. What's up, guys? I'm Gabrielle Stone, host of FML Talk. After being love-bombed, married, and cheated on, trust me, I've got some perspective on love, heartbreak, trauma, and healing. FML Talk has become weekly therapy for my listeners, where I give you a safe space to heal with, of course, a few F-bombs thrown in. Fun girl talk episodes, solo episodes that will guide you on your healing journey, and guests with stories that will leave your jaw on the floor. Grab a cocktail and come hang with me every Wednesday on FML Talk.